So I've been with CPAC for a long time. All of these years we've been together, and now you finally have a president. Finally. Hello, everybody. It is episode 11 of State of the Homeland. Uh, have a few things going on. Uh, the first thing we're going to cover is uh, CPAC. Uh, CPAC is the Conservative Political Action Conference. Uh, it's one of the it's the largest gathering gathering actually of conservatives uh, in the country. Uh, some of the big speakers that's going to be uh, uh, going underway uh, is Kellyanne Conway. You have Scott Walker. Um, you have uh, Rince Priebus and uh, Steve Bannon, who usually doesn't give public speeches, but he will be joining uh, Rince Priebus and um, Matt Schlapp for a for a little town hall uh, discussion. Uh, so we have a few of those things uh, covered. Um, also, uh, the big speech that's going to be um, going underway uh, is Donald Trump. Uh, and everybody's wondering what he's going to actually say. Uh, everybody's wondering if he's going to be give uh, more of a Reagan esque uh, uh, speech. But uh, of course, we're gonna we're gonna see. Um, we're gonna do some um, a little little live thing things going on over there at CPAC. Actually, we're gonna interview a couple of college students uh, that we have. Probably play a little small clip of of Kellyanne Conway. Uh, so. Let's go ahead and move into this. Hopefully, um, you know, we'll have a few of our of our uh, of our fans give some questions. Uh, we did uh, put out there a message on our Facebook page. Hey, if anybody had any questions, if they want to ask anybody at CPAC, uh, that they can just go ahead and uh, send that to us. Uh, so, so again, if you have questions, um, bring them. If you already uh, submitted them. Uh, Keep them coming, everybody. Uh, so the first thing we're going to uh, line up is just a little small segment of Kelly Ann Conway's speech. Uh, so uh, stand by. Uh, we're going to go that way. Gillian Conway just finished up her speech, and um, as you might be following, uh, she has been a target of feminist critics on the left uh, for her work, obviously, with uh, President uh, Donald Trump's campaign. Um, she was uh, the first woman to lead a presidential ca campaign to victory, and... Um, and she has actually found great success in the world of conservative politics. She's been around for a long time, uh, but yet Conway is is often scorned by the left. So she kind of gave her her um, her two cents of of what it means to be uh, a, a conservative woman. You know, she she definitely she thanks her mother for demonstrating uh, this attitude uh, throughout her career. Uh, she credits that attitude for her outstanding career. Uh, Kellyanne Conway speaks highly of how she was raised by her mom, uh, her aunt, her grand, her grandmother. Uh, how she talks about never complaining about their circumstance, or working to make sure uh, they had what they what they needed. Um, she said, "I worked so hard," said uh, Conway um, this Thursday morning, but I was also given an opportunity. Uh, Conway spoke highly of President Trump, uh, as as she usually does when she is out on the. 
on the circuit as she was out on the campaign circuit. Uh, she praised him as a great boss, uh, an engaging man to work with. Uh, she she went into speaking about the election, actually. Conway, Conway says this was not an election about gender. Many women across the country did not vote for a candidate that shared their gender, uh, which, we actually, which we actually saw, right? Um, but instead uh, chose a candidate that shared their ideals. Uh, she, a lot of people there, they were actually, you know, they, they were very um, um, welcoming towards uh, Kelly Conway. I mean, they... You know, there was um, a few young ladies I spoke with who who actually uh, look up to her. Uh, but uh, Killian Conway's comments, uh, uh, who stated that it is hard to be to be a woman in the political arena, which is which everyone knows is is, is the truth. If you've uh, ever been anywhere around politics, uh, it, it, but she said it's it's important that women do not undervalue themselves. Um, and so it, it, she also kind of gave a little um, 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 story about an early speaking engagement with a speaker who happened to to be male, and when and uh, when she was asked what she wanted to be paid, she replied, "I'll have what what he's having." Having which is a reference off of the movie uh, when Harry met Sally. Um, so we'll bring a few more speeches to you guys as as, as time goes uh, goes on. Um, we're going to be uh, live watching Donald Trump's speech. Um, so. Um, and we're also going to go into, um, after that, we're going to go into a part, um, just kind of interviewing a few college kids of what they think about, um, his speech. So, Hey everybody, this is Trent Franklin. Uh, I am reporting live from CPAC 2017. Uh, we just finished up a speech uh, from Donald Trump, and it was actually uh, pretty much the same uh, that you uh, kind of hear every time he does a rally uh, or a news conference. Uh, I was able to speak to a few uh, young students who uh, actually did not get a chance to vote in this election, um, but they had a few different things to say about the about the speech. Uh, so, um, and we're here. We're here live. So please, please tune in. Uh, we'll be we'll be doing this, and uh, we'll definitely get it up on iTunes as well. So, what you guys think of Donald Trump's speech? Eh, I mean, like it's, it's, <laughs> it's not. It was nothing new. It was like okay. kind of you heard a lot of the stuff before. Yeah. Are you guys excited about his policies? Are you think they're going to actually? Some, I think some are good. Some aren't. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. So you guys, you guys, uh, you guys go to school. Uh, University at Albany. Okay, yeah. very cool. Yeah. Okay, so you guys just came down here for for CPAC. How long have you guys been here? Uh, I've been here since Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Very cool. You guys, uh, guys, uh, did you guys vote in the last election? Yeah, uh, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. You guys vote for? Huh? Who did you guys vote? For? I wasn't a registered Republican because oh, I live okay. I live in New York City. Nice. So all the local elections yeah. are like kind of determined in the Democratic primary. Okay. So. Like the Republican gets like ten percent in the general, yeah. so you kind of you're kind of voting in. The, if you want any say in government, you're kind of voting between like the various Democrats. Awesome. So like De Blasio, yeah. Like, you know, I didn't want to vote for him. <laughs> so you know, you kind of choose among the you know Democrats who are still you know very liberal, but not quite as you know out there. Very cool. Awesome. Hey guys, thank you very much. So we're finished up the last day of, of CPAC. Uh, a few different people um, gave speeches. Carly Fiorina. Um, uh, you, you also had uh, Rick Santorum, uh, who also spoke. Um, 
and, and, and a different uh, a few panels, uh, some panels on uh, immigration policies, um, raising the uh, defense budget, um, uh, comments about the uh, support of the NRA, um, a lot of things that you would um, suspect. So um, overall, it was a... Um, it was a very eye-opening experience to be here, uh, stay at the homeland along with Till Magazine to be here uh, reporting on on uh, CPAC. Uh, huge event, a lot of people, a lot of young people um, um, who show, uh, showed up. I mean, the majority um, of the people there were, um, were young people. So um, it, it was very, it was very... Um, Interesting to speak with them to get their their opinions and to see how the next generation of conservatives um, are actually um, thinking about the political process and how how uh, Donald Trump's policies are going to affect them. Uh, so, hey, want to thank you for for kind of following a little bit of our small segment on CPAC. The next uh, issue uh, will be coming right up. back with our next segment uh we're here to talk about the uh dnc election um and so we're shaped up to obviously be a, an, an all-out battle um between um labor secretary tom perez uh, who is part of the establishment wing of the democratic party and uh representative keith ellison of minnesota who represents the progressive party bernie sanders uh party of the wing um shaped up to be very interesting, uh, Democrats uh, selected former Labor Secretary Tom Perez over Keith Ellison as their new chairman on Saturday, concluding a hotly contested race to lead a, a battered party as it tries to channel the, the uh, anti-Donald Trump energy of its base into an electoral re- rebound. Now, we all saw what happened to the Democratic Party, uh, how they expected to win the presidential elections or, and also to, uh, to, to be able to uh, reclaim the Senate. Uh, none of those things actually happened, um, and so you kind of saw the Democratic Party fracture, and it, and it fractured between the Progressive Party uh, and the establishment party of the um, uh, establishment wing of the party. Uh, Perez defeated Ellison in a, in a 200, uh, 235 to 200 uh, vote among the Democratic National Committee's 435 members who cast their ballots on Saturday. It took two rounds, though, of voting to select a winner after Perez found himself just one vote shy in the first uh, ballot. The five other candidates who had had amassed 13.5 total votes uh, all exited the race before the second round began. Uh, In his victory speech, Perez vowed that that the Democrats will wage an all-out battle to deny Trump a second term. So now you kind of see where the Democratic Party is going to be heading. Um, They are are coming after Trump with everything they have. Um, So it's going to be very interesting to watch. 2018 elections are going to be very important. Uh, to be a part of because you're, because you're kind of going to see how 2020 is going to is 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 going to shape up um, during that the presidential election because if 2018 if the Democrats can actually rally and build um, support and and take back at least the Senate in 2018 
then you're going to see uh, uh, fireworks for sure. Uh, in, um, in Perez's victory speech, he again he vowed that he, they're going to go after Donald Trump, uh, um, and they're going to do everything they can to deny uh, Trump a second a second term. Um, he said that we are at where were uh, where were you moment in American history? Where were you in 2017 when we had the worst president in U.S. history? Immediately after winning, Perez made a quick move to bring Ellison supporters into the fold by appointing Ellison as the deputy chair of the DNC. Um, and so uh, he, he said, it's my honor uh, to serve this party under, under the chair, chairmanship of Tom Perez. Uh, these are uh, Ellison's comments. Uh, so go ahead and send us uh, some messages on Facebook. Let us know. What do you think? Do you think that, that Tom Perez uh, alongside Keith Ellison can actually bring the party back? Uh, to a strength that they were just uh, four years ago, just two years ago. Um, uh, if you have, if, again, you know, you can go ahead and send that, send that to us. We'll, we'll get it up on our Facebook page. Um, in, in, in Ellis's camp, uh, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, New York City Mayor uh, Bill de Blasio, and supportive members of Congress, uh, they had applied pressure on DNC members with phone calls. There's a lot of behind the scenes calls that. That were going, uh, going, going forth uh, while the race was broadly seen as a proxy battle between these two wing, uh, two wings of the party uh, right now. But the Democrats, in my opinion, their goal, uh, what they have to do is they have to uh, close the gap, close the division. Um, you saw in the 2016 primary uh, election uh, primaries that. Uh, Bernie Sanders had pulled a lot of millennial voters. The Democratic Party is going to need this. They're going to need this uh, in 2018, and they're going to definitely need it in 2020 if they if they wish to reclaim the Senate, House, and the White House. Um, so, uh, hopefully, the Democratic Party can be able to to do this. I know I've, I've had different discussions uh, with individuals who come from different um, uh, sides of the of the party. You know, and it's kind of kind of in flux right now. Um, but by selecting Perez, uh, and again, spurning Senate supporters, Democrats, um, they do risk the backlash that that could come with leaving the left wing of the party disappointed a second time in the past year. Um, in a statement congratulating Perez, uh, Sanders said it is imperative that Tom understands that the same old, same old is not working and that we must open the doors of the party to working people and young people in a way that's never been done before. We're going to definitely see what's going to happen um, in the next year or two. Uh, hopefully they can actually um, come together and win back at least the Senate. Um, at least that's that's the Democrats hope. Uh, Republicans definitely jumped on on, on this opportunity. Uh, and, you know, Donald Trump actually tweeted his congratulations to uh, Tom Perez, uh, but he also put in they also congrats congratulates the Republican Party, which in my opinion means that uh, he thinks that they're going to be able to uh, continue their 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 streak. So. Uh, we're definitely going to uh, see what's going to happen. The next segment is, is going to be coming up. We're just going to touch on a little bit of the Oscar nominees, and uh, that would be it.
We're here uh, with our last segment of uh, episode 11. Uh, just talking about a, a few of the Oscar nominees. Um, the Oscars uh, will get a, uh, get underway on Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Uh, a few of the, the nominees uh, that we have, La La Land, um, Arrival, Lion, Hell or High Water, uh, Hidden Figures, um, Moonlight, they're all up for award for Best Picture, uh, as is Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, Manchester by the Sea. Um, Ryan Gosling is up for Academy Award for Best Actor. Denzel Washington also. Uh, Casey Affleck is up for um, for Best Actor. Um, Emma Stone, um, who is up for Academy Award for Best Actress. Um, a lot of these um, these individuals like um, um, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling. Uh, Clean house during the Golden Globes for their movie La La Land. So La La Land is actually expected uh, to win to win really big Sunday night. They um, they they actually are uh, uh, has have tied Titanic for the most uh, nom- nominations. They have fourteen uh, nominations. Uh, so that is that is tied with with Titanic. Uh, it is it's unclear if they're going to be able to clean up. There are a lot of great movies. Uh, Moonlight. Uh, is a really great movie. Um, you have Man- Manchester by the Sea, uh, starring Casey Affleck, Michelle Williams. Um, but there are also some other great, great movies that could be some um, uh, sleepers. Hacksaw Ridge, uh, starring Andrew Garfield, about uh, a, a conscious inch, conscientious objector uh, who who wants to act as a, as a medic but did not want to pick up um, a weapon and kill. Um, could be it could be a sleeper this year. Uh, so if you guys have have any comments about uh, who you guys think should win <coughs> some of these, excuse me, some of these um, uh, the award um, you have um, Viola Davis, uh, who who is in my opinion one of the one of the best actresses out there right now, um, and then you have uh, uh, favorites as Meryl uh, Streep. Who is up uh, for an Academy Award for Best Actress? Uh, Ruth Nega, who did an amazing job in the in the movie Loving, uh, she is also up uh, for an Academy Award for Best Actress. Um, as is Natalie Portman for her portrayal of, of um, Jackie Jackie Kennedy. Um, so it's going to be very very interesting. Here are here's a few of my uh, predictions. Um, I do predict. Um, Viola Davis, um, she she gave uh, a very very great performance in the movie Fences. Um, I also predict um, Marcella Ali, who was in Moonlight. Uh, he gave a very very uh, great performance in in his portrayal of, of the father of the the main star in the movie Moonlight. Um, Academy Award for for Best Director, uh, in my opinion, Damien Chazelle, who is uh, he's he's the director for La La Land. Uh, definitely have him winning for Best Director. Uh, Naomi Harris uh, in Moonlight, um, uh, up for Academy Award for Best Actress in a supporting role. Uh, I actually have her uh, have her tie with. Uh, Viola Davis. Viola Davis, though, I believe is, is going is going to is going to pull that one out uh, because of her her amazing performance in Fences. So, if you guys have any have any uh, opinion of who you guys think will win, um, definitely send us a message on Facebook. We definitely want to thank you guys for uh, for coming out 
um, and uh, supporting um, stay at the homeland because uh, uh, we can actually we, we cannot do this without um, y- your support. Um, but um, again, like like I said, next week uh, RJ should be back as well as uh, hopefully Charles Archer and Logan Newsom. Um, we're gonna come come back with a few um, few political um, events that that's been happening that's been that's, that's, that's been spurring during the weekend. Uh, so we'll we'll be back um, and we will um, um, definitely provide you with. Uh, with uh, some more current events um we definitely want to thank you uh for joining us for episode 11 um we definitely hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend and enjoy oscar night goodbye right